Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Baldwin Safety Chats, uh, the podcast. This is where we talk about all things safety, safety management, things that just help us do our job just a little bit better as we lead our organization through safety management. Today is no exception. I kind of want to touch on safety performance monitoring and measurement again. You're all probably like, oh goodness, it's like beating a dead horse. It's such an important aspect of safety management because the data that we collect, we need to, the first step obviously is, well, collecting the right data. Then the second step is making sense of that data. We're turning that data, that raw data, into information and then eventually into wisdom. Some of the things I see in industry and some of our clients is that the use of the data, especially when it comes to objectives, is just a little little weird. And what do I mean by that? So as you know, especially in our system, we combined the objective with the ability to measure against that objective in the system. So the measurement's right next to objective, which is very helpful because that's obviously following what Ikeo is saying and that you have to measure against your objectives. Think about it. If you have an objective, which is your statement to do something in the short to midterm, then how do you know if you are being successful in doing what it is you said you want to do? And the only way you can really know that is to measure against it. The, the idea of putting in an objective that we're going to improve safety and then have no measurements associated with it, that's more like a vision, I guess, there, there's, or a dream or whatever, but it's not really actionable. Now, I'm not saying those, those objectives are wrong. As a matter of fact, ICAO does talk about these things called high-level objectives. The example I use in class is, well, we want to improve ramp safety. That's a big, broad statement. We want to improve safety on the ramp, or we want to improve our fatigue management within the organization. So those are great. Those are high level, but that's all they really are. They're just high level objectives. They're like a campaign or or a mission statement. What we need to do then is put that into actionable steps. So if you have a high level, like we want to improve safety on the ramp, or we want to work towards zero events, which that's a whole nother podcast, but they're saying that they're wanting to reduce the number of events in the organization. That's fine, but we need to be able to put actionable objectives in there with measurement. So for example, if we have something like we want to improve ramp safety, okay, as it goes, then may want to say, okay, what are some of the things that we can do to improve ramp safety? Um, we want to send everybody or get everybody certified NATA, uh, NATA safety first. We want to have three training events. We want to train 100% of the individuals in de-icing. Wh whatever it may be, but you can see is that I'm taking that high-level objective and then I'm putting it into actionable steps that I can measure because it's so incredibly important to measure because if we don't measure, we don't know where we are and to what we stated what we want to do. That's the first side of it. First aspect is this idea of measurement. That's why we call it safety performance monitoring and measurement. There is a difference and it's slightly nuanced, but there is this idea of measuring and when we measure, we're measuring against our objectives. We're measuring against that target. So we're looking at where we have the data, 100% of the line service individuals going through NATA safety first, so we have the measurement, which is the training event of 
an ATA safety first. We have the target, which is 100%. And now we can see our current status, where we are, how many have been trained in NATA safety first or certified in NATA safety first versus the target, which is 100%. So we are measuring against that target, against that rule. That gives a sense of are we or are we not accomplishing what we set out to do. So if you have objectives without measurement, I would go back and look at them and say, okay, is it one, is this high level? Is this something that will improve safety in a certain area of the organization or in the organization altogether? And then ask, what are some of the actionable objectives that we can make out of this, that we can measure again? And then once you do that, you can put them in the portal. And the reason I'm saying this is because as far as the Baldwin system is concerned, this is the direction we're going. So we are encouraging our uh, partners to develop objectives in which they create measurements. Now you'll notice too that if you go to the APE, uh, the APE, one of the newer tools that we have, but you also receive points for having objectives with associated measurements versus just objectives without associated measurements. And why are we so bent over on this? And I think we go back to the beginning of the conversation. The beginning of the conversation is the fact if we have an objective or doing something and we're not measuring against that objective, then it's just more or less a dream. We don't know. It'd be like me saying, and I use this example a lot, so I don't know what you guys <laughs> might be going through your mind or thinking of me, but if I wanna lose 50 pounds, or if I just say I wanna lose weight, and that's my objective, if I never stepped on the scale or if I never did anything to measure or didn't even get specific as in this case, like, well, how much, then it's just, again, it's just a pipe dream. It's not, it's not something that is truly actionable. That's the measurement side. And I would really encourage all of you to go back and look, if you're a Baldwin client in the portal, and look at the objectives, they're under the safety performance monitoring tab or monitoring and measurement tab, SPM tab. Take a look and see, do you have objectives that do not have measurements? Now, we get this a lot. Clients will ask, well, I don't want to put a measurement. Well, the question is, well, why not? I mean, you're saying you're going to do something. How do you know you're doing it or you're accomplishing what it is you want to say? But nonetheless, um, as we always are flexible, you can also, in the SPM module, you can, you can put in an objective without a measurement, and then it just becomes a high-level, feel-good objective. And I'm not trying to be opinionated here, or maybe I'm being a little opinionated, but I'm not trying to be scolding here, but this is really important, especially especially when we look at part five, when it talks about the safety assessment where you're going to report to leadership to view the performance, safety performance against your objectives, you're not gonna know that unless you measure. And uh, this is in part five. And I, I really paraphrase that. So you can take a look at it too. I think it's 5.53 or 5.73, one of those. I don't have it open in front of me, but that's not the point. The point is that even in part five, it talks about the fact that you have to assess safety performance against your objectives. And the only way you're going to do that, your performance against your objectives if you measure. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about monitoring. And monitoring itself, and that's the other part of safety performance, measurement, and monitoring. But monitoring itself is kind of actually a cool function. And I love it because it's the fact that you're watching how something is performing. And in the case of safety management system, 
you are monitoring the performance of the risk controls. So pick a risk control, any risk control. You know, I sound like I'm, I'm doing kind of a magic act here, but but pick any risk control. And the one that I like to use a lot is, well, let's, let's use the fact the tool control program. Your tool control program for your maintainers is actually a risk control. It's a risk control to reduce the risk associated with a tool left behind, like on an aircraft or whatever it may be, and you know how that can translate into flight risk. Take that one as an example. And so if you want to measure the effectiveness of that risk control, well, let's go back a second. Let's go back just a few steps here. Like I said, that risk control is meant to have a tool left behind. So obviously if the risk control wasn't in place, there would be a better chance of tools being left behind or, or if FOD is part of that too, FOD being left behind or around the aircraft. If we want to monitor the performance of that risk control, what is one thing that we can measure. Obviously, and I just said measurement, so I don't want you to get confused there, but what is the one data point that we can monitor? And it can be tools left behind on an aircraft. If we wanted to monitor the performance of that risk control, we could sit there and look for reports of any tools that were found left behind on the aircraft. That would speak to how well that tool control program was actually working. And I, I use this example that's in the cockpit or even in your car. When you look at oil temperature, it's monitoring the oil temperature. It's monitoring the oil cooling system. If the oil cooling system is not working, your temperature is going to reflect that because it is monitoring the system through that data point. Just like in safety management, we have these risk controls that are meant to prevent something bad from happening. They're meant to prevent risk from manifesting that we need to measure how well they're doing. And if we have controls in depth, well, we kind of want to measure the controls upstream because if the last control, the critical controls that were failed, well, then you'd be measuring probably an accident or incident. So we want to look at the fact that, that those controls are working. So that is the monitoring aspect of safety performance monitoring measurement. Going back to the Baldwin portal, if you go to the SPM tab, you'll notice that up top, like I said, you have your objectives, which I hope that you have measurements with. And then down below, you have your monitoring SPIs. And if you will notice, there are no SPTs, safety performance targets, associated with the monitoring SPIs. That is because you are just simply monitoring. You are not trying to necessarily hit a target let me caveat that for a second. Let put an asterisk by that because I'm going to come back to that. You're not necessarily trying to achieve a target, but rather you're trying to achieve a certain performance or you're trying to monitor a certain performance. Going back to the idea of a target, the target, and we'll see with the IKEA literature, is very intimately tied to the idea of an objective. And so with your objective, you're trying to hit a target. Like 100% of the individuals trained in NATA or certified in NATA safety first. You're trying to hit that target 100%. That's my target. Picture yourself, bow and arrow, target out about 100 yards. You're seeing this target and you're trying to hit that target. And so that is associated with the objective. The objective is to hit that target. And what is that target? Well, that target is in the case of the example we used 100% of the people certified in ATA safety first. So with monitoring, we are watching how the control is performing. What you should be doing is that you should have like an expected benchmark or average, and then you should have alert levels associated with that. Let's go back to the gauges in the cockpit in your car. You notice how you have like green, yellow, and, and red, like a red line. That's beautiful because that tells you, okay, this is normal. This is what we consider normal versus this is abnormal versus this is something that's out of tolerance. 
this is no bueno, as we say here in the country of Texas. It's no bueno. It's not good. We got to do something about it. It's the same thing. What you're going to see coming in the portal in the near future is this idea of, okay, you're going to have like your green, which is like your benchmark or your expected average. And then you'll have your alert levels and the alert level will let you know that, okay, well, I'm monitoring this risk control, but now all of a sudden the data that is used to support monitoring that risk control, we have gone out of tolerance. So now we are two standard deviations, three standard deviations, and we won't even get into the standard deviation, but we are not where we want to be. And so then we are alerted and that allows us to take action. Just like in the cockpit, if your oil pressure goes into red, then you know what your actions are. I know to take action to shut down the engine to save the engine and prevent any further damage. Same thing. If your tool control program risk control goes into red, if, if it goes out of control, you might have to say, well, hold on a second here. We need to do something else because a lot of tools are being left behind on the aircraft and we don't know why that tool control program is not working as a risk control. It is not working. If you see a preponderance of unstabilized approaches taken to a landing, you know that your unstabilized approach control risk control is not working. So that's something that you always have to keep in mind. Now, let me <laughs> let me just take kind of a funny side note. Now, getting the information on taking an unstabilized approach to landing, unless you have FOQA, that might be a little difficult. Unless you have the culture where pilots are more than happy to report. A way around that is in a debrief item, just ask them, you know, one through five, rate your, rate your performance on approach and landing. And that can cover everything from stabilized criteria to just even performance on the localized glide slope, whatever it may be. It's not asking them directly about a certain thing, but it's just asking, okay, just rate it. And then you can measure, you know, the fours, the threes, the twos, the ones, which is really poor performance. And then if you start seeing something, then you, you know, you can dig in from there. So that's just, that's just a little hack you can use. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, contact me and we can talk about it. So that's the way around it. The point is, is that you're measuring this risk control. You're measuring, uh, see, I just got myself there. You are monitoring this risk control. I don't want to confuse the terms, uh, even though, you know, some people may think I'm being pedantic. I want to keep them pure. So we measure, we measure against targets for our objectives. We measure our performance against, to, on the objective, against our targets, and then we monitor risk controls. And through risk control monitoring, we can determine the risk control's performance, which is also in, as you know, part five. And for those individuals who are out there professing that part five has no SPIs or SPTs, you are wrong. It does. Part five does. You also have to monitor the performance of risk controls. And I, I think that's 5.752. I, I can't remember. I really need to open up the reg and put it in front of me when I do these talks. Check it out. The overall idea of this podcast was to let you know what Baldwin's doing with the safety performance monitoring and measurement tool, the SPM, why we really push to have a of measurements with objectives, which you should see coming in terms of monitoring the risk controls. So there you have it. Hope this was helpful. I don't know if you're walking away more confused. I'm very sorry. I could spend a lot of time on this because I, I do enjoy the subject. I love data. I love data analysis. I just really hope this hits home with you guys. And if you have any questions on this or you have anything you want to hear about, let us know. And then wherever you're listening to this podcast, like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this thing, if you could rate us, be honest. If we're good, if you like us, five stars would be absolutely stellar. And I will thank you from the bottom of my heart. But if we are a three star or two star or one star podcast, let us know and let us know how we can improve. 
so that we can be of service to you. That's what we're here for. We're here to serve you uh, so that we all can do our jobs better, so that we all can uh, be better safety leaders. So with that, thank you all so much for what you do out there in making the system safer. And until the next podcast, stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.